Today, we're back in the sales lab to cover some real-world issues, some real-world topics that that we experience out there in sales. So I want to start off by talking about when when you meet a customer, you're talking to a customer, what's, what's running through your head? I mean, really, what's running through your head? You're sizing them up, right? You're, you're looking at how they carry themselves, what they're wearing, what they're driving. Um, a million different questions are running through your head. But let me boil it down to two main questions. Well, probably three if you're in, if you're in the, the car business. The, the three questions, two or three questions you're going to ask are, what do they owe on the trade? Can they buy and will they buy? That's it. Now, the customer is also looking at you, sizing you up, asking three questions to themselves. Does she know what the hell she's talking about? Will she steal my trade? And will they screw me on my deal? And probably a fourth also, will they be here after the sale? Because that's a big one too. So you're, 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 you're trying on their pants, they're trying on yours. And so the, the, the three questions that you ask about are all what? They're all outcome-based questions, right? You're looking for an outcome, a desired outcome, obviously. And so when you're looking for an outcome, when you should be focused on an opportunity, it's just an opportunity. So understand your, your brain works in hacks. It, it, it works in shortcuts. It has to, dude. There's, there's millions of data that's, that's being thrown at you every single day. If you analyzed, had to analyze every piece of data that came at you, Lord, you'd be locked up in a psych ward somewhere. It's too much. It's too much stuff going, uh, going, uh, coming at you. So what, it, what your brain's got to do is it's got to cut through all the clutter, man. It's got to slice information quickly to save time, effort, and energy. So that way it works more in the efficiency area. So your brain is immediately looking for shortcuts, but it's also looking for shortcuts with your customer. Now, look, it's your, it's your brain. Okay. So you can't, you can't blame it on the, um, on your brain, you can't go to your boss and say, "Hey, boss, I really screwed up on that last customer." But you gotta, you gotta blame it on the old brain up there. That thing was working in shortcuts. No, it's your brain. I just want you to understand the tendency, man. The tendency is that it's gonna try to shortcut itself and to to see what you got, quote unquote. So this is where you gotta learn mental discipline, and you've gotta work with efficiency, but not shortcut. So efficiency is totally different than shortcutting. Efficiency is working very tight with your process itself. So remember what I what I've done an episode before, where you got to think tight but play loose. You got to think tight in your processes, going from one process, asking very laser building questions, being optimistic, all those kind of different things, being you know having the right frame of mind, but working efficiently through through these things. Especially if you work outside in sales. And it's coming on summertime. Hell, if you live down here in the south, it's hot. I mean, inside the vehicles are 180 degrees when you, it's like a Domino's pizza oven when you open these damn things. So you better work with efficiency because customers are just going to flat ass melt out there. So that working efficiently is, or with efficiency is the right way. Shortcutting is the wrong way. And so that shortcutting, let me see what I got. And so when you when you go, think of it from that aspect, when you think with that kind of mind frame, you're going to start asking limited questions. And let me see if they're even, quote unquote, worth my time. Look, one thing I can't stand is for any salesperson to, to size a customer up saying, let me see if they're worth my time. And look, I get it. We do that. Some of that is just it's just human preservation where you're trying to kind of protect yourself um, from from more rejection. And so let me see if I just can't cut this off real quick or, Oh, I got an opportunity. So no, they're all worth your time. 
So some of them are in results, but all of them are going to equal in lessons and experience. They're all worth your time, dude. So when your mind tries to flip that switch to outcome-based, let me see what I got, see it for what it is, and then push off of that and only focus on the next opportunity. When I first started selling, my sales manager said, Marsh, look, stop worrying about selling the car. Sell the next step. And that makes so much sense, doesn't it? Just sell the next step. The, the, the results will take care of itself. And you can't control the results. All you can do is heavily influence it. So sell the next step. Whatever your process is, sell one step at a time. Like what we talked about in an episode, I think, what was it, last week? Focus on A to B, then B to C. Focus on the next step. A, you got a customer. B, why are they here? C, what do they need your next, or what do they need a, a product to do? And then D, how will your product fit their need? And then you go from there and make good art. One thing I love about sales is it's, it's, it's art in motion, man. It, it's the creativity. It's, it's being able to pull things out of thin air. It's sometimes, some days you dip in your finger in the paint bucket and have no idea what color paint you're coming out with. And then you put it on a blank canvas. That's what I love about, about sales, man, because I just never really know. But because I don't know, it's not the same thing. So it keeps it creative. It keeps it new. But you got to look at it from that, from that aspect. You got to have fun and only focus on the next step. Sell the step and then get to the next one, the, the, the next point of opportunity. So and then go from there. When you when you sell one step at a time, when you focus only on the opportunity, you're going to lead to more consistent outcomes. Now, also in working with your customers, and, and here's my last point today. It, now, working with your with your uh, with your customers. Uh, here's the thing. I want you to expect the best, but prepare for the worst. And I learned this from a from a fireman down there in New Orleans. I was talking to him. There was a hurricane that was coming. So I was like, dude, what, what are y'all thinking? He said, Marsh, he said, we expect the best, but we prepare for the worst. And he said, we do that on every call. We do that no matter what the situation is. And I like that. I think it transfers on the life. It also trans- transfers on the sales. So you got to expect the best, but prepare for the worst. So wh- let me ask you this. What are your expectations today? No, seriously. What are your expectations? You set that. Do you realize that? Are you living up or down to your expectations? So you got to have high expectations, man. You got to have high expectations for yourself, for your career, uh, for every customer that walks up. Look, you got to have high expectations. Uh, don't don't uh, worrying about a, a freaking Capital One credit card bill, man. Don't worry about that shit. Have high expectations on the things you on the things you can control. On making the income to worry about the rest of that shit. Don't worry about that. Have high expectations for yourself first and foremost. Expect that, look, when you're working with a customer, expect you're going to find the right match. Expect that you're going to have the right customer. Expect that you're going to have the right fit, right right match of your product to the customer. Expect that you're going to ask the right questions. Expect that the demonstration and negotiation is going to go well, not only for you, but also for the customer as well. I want it to be a win-win situation for everybody. And then expect that you're going to deliver. And some deliveries are real, real deliveries, but some of them, man, just have the high expectation. A delivery in my book sometimes too is when everything you did, everything you could. You, the, the demonstration was good. You overcome the objections. You asked good questions. You kept good body posture. Look, that's a win in my book. And so that's the that's the high expectation that you that you carry yourself. Expect, expect, expect the best, but prepare for the worst. Look, shit's going to go wrong. 
And so you've got to have that mental discipline, man, to 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 not implode, not cave in, not think think that the universe is sitting on your chest when when things go wrong. Look, if you have high expectations, the 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 worst case scenarios, they won't drag you down, they won't pull you under. It's the undertow, man, that just we don't see it, and all of a sudden it sucks us under. Be ready for that. And that the way that you're ready is 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 just it's the consistency, it's the it's the reps, man. That's what it is. So when your customers tell no, tell you no, man, don't don't blow up. When you when your when your product doesn't doesn't work, look, you're gonna be showing your product sometimes, and the shit breaks. It's live TV. It, the show must go on. So how do you get creative and keep that thing going? You know, I've had door handles break off in my hand. I've had check engine lights come on. I've had motors just all of a sudden knock. And so, you know, it's, it's you know, handle pulls off of my hand. Well, I just wanted to let you know these are detachable handles. I make a joke out of it and keep it moving. Then, hey, we'll address that. Don't worry about it. See, customers are going to try to get a read off of you. If you look like you're shocked just as much as they are, then guess what? Okay, we got to go. No, but if I have that high expectation and I'm prepared for the worst, I didn't know it was going to happen, but I just make a joke out of it and say, hey, don't worry about it, guys. We're going to address it. Then you keep it going. Man, you keep that thing rocking. So it's the high expectation, man, that, that kind of sets that bar. That, that's that, that sets your, your fuel to, to work you through the worst. Now, worst case scenarios, how do you get worst case scenarios? Some of it is by thinking in advance. Objections are going to come up. Uh, and working through those things on your own. But some of the worst case scenarios, you just got to learn from them and then you got to recycle them. You ever talk to somebody that's been through some some pretty bad shit? And the, the, so when, when, when it comes down to a firefight, that's the guy you want to be standing next to? That they're just cool as a cucumber? I mean, look, generals don't just become generals by sitting in the classroom all day long. No, they go to war. But they've been through enough war, war scenarios that they know what to do and Fucking bullets and shit are flying all around them, but they they keep it cool. And so you got to be the same way, man. You're the general of your life. And so when worst case scenario situations come up, when you're working with a customer, that you're cool. See, what that'll do is it puts the customer at ease. And not only at ease during the situation, but they're like, man, this guy's cool. I, I know if I ever need some service issues, they're going to be here for me also. So those situations are going to come up. Recycle those rejections. Recycle all those things, and that's how you prepare for worst-case scenarios. But you show up every single day. The minute your boots hit the ground in the morning, those corn toes, those toenails that need to be clipped, when you hit the ground in the morning, man, have that high expectation. Expect the best, but prepare for the worst. So look, I'm going to leave you with those uh, those nuggets today and, and to... to to paraphrase it, dude, it's opportunity over outcome. The outcomes are going to come. Don't worry about that. Sell the next step. And then expect the best, dude, but prepare for the worst. It's all good. Now, look, the uh, the platform that I um, that I do my podcast on, it's called Anchor. It's anchor.fm. And uh, they're, they've sent me an email saying that they're going to actually promote this show. And so with you guys promoting it, and also on Anchor promoting it, we'll get more listeners out there. Now, we'll tell you this. Anchor is free. Um, it's a free platform. If you do have something to say and something you want to share, do put that shit out there. We need it. We need your voice. We need to hear your voice. You're never going to be super ready. I tried for, I don't know, probably 10 years to do a podcast, more like probably five. But I tried for years to do a podcast, and I kept thinking I had to have the perfect scenario. And the Anchor platform is the way to go, man. You put it up. It's easy to do. 
nothing to it. And shit, send me a link at thesaleslife1 at gmail.com. Thesaleslife1 at gmail.com. Man, you put something out there, you start your podcast, send me the link. I'm going to listen to it because you listen to me too, and I sure appreciate that. Remember, no matter what happens in life, life's all negotiable. And the greatest sale that you're ever going to make is to sell you on you. Why? Say it with me. Because I'm more than enough. Look at yourself in the mirror and say that. I am more than enough. All right. I'll talk to you next time. Until next time, I'm Marsh Vice.